G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, there is a call out for Australian churches to unite to help the world's poor this Christmas. Act for Peace, the international aid agency of the National Council of Churches in Australia, is calling for Christians and churches of all denominations to unite for the 70th anniversary of the annual Christmas Bowl Appeal and to respond to the urgent needs of men, women and children fleeing conflict and persecution worldwide. Janet Cousins is the CEO of Act for Peace, and Janet is joining us. Hi, Janet. Welcome along to 2020. Thanks for having me. Janet, give us a little reminder about the Christmas Bowl. and It's been going for 70 years, but the Christmas Bowl appeal, it began as a really very simple idea. That's right. The Christmas Bowl um, is celebrating its 70th anniversary this year. We're super excited about that. Um, a long time ago now, 1949, Reverend Frank Byatt um, laid a simple, to- a simple bowl on his family's Christmas dinner table and invited the um, guests that he had around for his Christmas lunch to put a contribution into that bowl and asked them to stop and reflect uh, on people around the world that were less fortunate that they, than they were on that day. In 1949, of course, um, the churches were thinking about uh, people that had fled persecution in the Second World War, and in Australia, the churches were responding particularly to refugees that were coming to Australia. From that point on, um, Frank Byatt's message has continued to be carried by the National Council of Churches and through the work of Act for Peace. And last year, over 1,300 churches of, uh, from 14, 15 different denominations took part in our Christmas Bowl appeal, and, and collectively we raised $2.3 million, which is a fantastic contribution. Since Frank Byatt laid that first bowl on his Christmas table, the churches in Australia have contributed over $100 million to the work um, of Act for Peace. And um, at the moment, those funds are going, just as you said, to people that are um, threatened by conflict, but also by natural disaster. Amazing to reflect, isn't it? 70 years on, and that very first Christmas bowl uh, raised £1,808. And as you reflect, $100 million has gone through the Christmas Bowl over all these years. And what amazing effort that is from Aussies last year. Did you say $2.3 million, Janet? That's pretty amazing. And so this year, what's your big plan? What's your aspiration for the different denominations to get involved? Which denominations are involved in the Christmas Bowl appeal? So there are 18 denominations in the National Council of Churches and 15 of them very active in um, in the Christmas Bowl appeal. And that includes um, the Anglican Church, the Catholic Church, the Lutherans, uh, the Quakers, the Uniting Church is a great supporters of ours. Um, there are a number of the Coptic churches here in Australia. 
And um, one of the things that we really celebrate with the Christmas Bowl is that it's a time of year when all of those different denominations come together and um, contribute as a body, so as the body of church in Australia, to support uh, those people overseas fleeing conflict and disaster. It's a wonderful, for us, a wonderful expression of what can be achieved when the church comes together as the body of Christ. And oftentimes hard to imagine the amount of need that is there around the world because we're talking about something in the vicinity of 70 million people who've been uprooted from their homes because of conflict and disaster. The numbers are significant and even I guess that $2.3 million becomes almost like a drop in the bucket compared to what is really needed, Janet. That's right. So the UNHCR um, figures of last year have recorded 70.8 million people forcibly displaced, disabled conflict and disaster. That's the largest recorded figure uh, since records have been kept. Um, it's, it's enormous and it feels overwhelming when we think about it. And it's also true to reflect that $2.3 million is like a drop in the ocean. But it's a super important drop. We'd obviously love to see that figure double if that was possible. But we work um, with that $2.3 million with um, church councils overseas and with other uh, Christian-based aid agencies and contribute to the work that, that they are doing. So in that respect, that $2.3 million has a multiplier effect because of the way that we work, uniting with Christians and churches around the world to actually deliver really um, essential aid in emergency scenarios, but also to work with those affected communities so that they're more resilient when either the natural disaster hits or when um, uh, they're at points at time, point, you know, they're at a point in time in a conflict where they're actually able to take action themselves. So I think that's a re- they're two really key messages for us to take together. We can do a lot when we work in, to take forward. We can do a lot when we work together. Um, so it's churches coming together in Australia. And through Acts of Peace and the Christmas Bowl, we're actually contributing with a multiplier effect to the work of the church internationally. So, Janet, how does it work in the churches? Because you were saying that 15 denominations across Australia took place, mm. uh, took part last year. And the, as I mm. understand it, something like 1,300 churches were a part yeah. of this. What do they do? Do they hand out bowls and everybody puts a donation in? How does it all work if a church wants to get involved in the Christmas Bowl appeal this year? One of the wonderful things about the Christmas Bowl is that the churches can take a lead in how they actually want to contribute to our work. Um, we have a series of resources that we send out to churches. Um, We have beautiful posters that feature the programs that we're working on and resource kits that include um, scriptures and lessons that can be incorporated into sermons um, through the period of Advent and um, a range of other resources that give churches um, ideas about activities that um, that they might run themselves. We love churches to be praying for this work because we see prayer as a foundation of what we're doing. Um, but we also encourage churches to gather together and to contribute financially. And um, the resources that we distribute help churches come up with ideas. Some of the things that churches have done in the past is to hold um, uh, choirs or um, Christmas carol services and ask for a gold um, coin donation. They've had cake stalls. They've done um, 
you know, run contests and competitions. They ask for donations in the in the service. There's a whole number of creative ways that churches have within their own communities um, decided to raise funds. So getting in a little early because oftentimes when you have a Christmas carol service or some specific event, uh, having that particular fundraising focus of where donations are going to be given this year, that's important. And no doubt uh, you'd like, uh, Janet, for people to say, let's give to the Christmas Bowl Appeal this year. Because when so many denominations and so many churches are involved and there's a significant amount of money being raised and it's going to be put to good purpose, there's a message that's sent in all of that. Uh, what do you think of, uh, you know, when people are unified in a demonstration of really getting behind those who've been displaced, those who are under persecution, what sort of message do you feel that it sends? I think it sends several messages. One, I think, is is the very message that Frank Byatt based the first Christmas Bowl on, and that is that we have the opportunity to think of those who are less fortunate than ourselves. And there's a very strong Christian principle behind that. You know, the call of the gospel to look at looking after, how we can look after the widow and the orphan, to use the words of the gospel. I think also um, that combining together as the body of Christ across denominations is a phenomenally um, encouraging way for the church to reach out to say, we understand that we can give, we understand who we are as the body of Christ. Let's come together and do this um, in unity uh, to bless others overseas that don't have the opportunity to make choices for their lives or to send their kids to school, whatever it might be. And Janet, of course, Christmas time, we all think of Christmas as a time for giving, and mm. we do that pretty substantially, usually within our own families, perhaps our friendship community. Uh, but the idea of giving into something that supports uh, a magnificent way of uh, sowing into the lives of people who are in uh, conflict and persecuted situations. This is a very good motivation to give. It's a very good motivation to give, and um, as we know, the you know we've just talked about the number of people that are affected by forced displacement is growing. We know that the incidence and the um, size of natural disasters is increasing. Our neighbour. Um, in terms of the global world, is, is calling out for help. And it's a privilege that we have in Australia to actually be able to answer that call as the church. And, of course, you're partnering with churches and organisations throughout about 20 countries around the world. Uh, what sort of things are those finances spent on for those people who are in those circumstances? So that's a piece with our focus on communities threatened by conflict or disaster. We're primarily working with church agencies um, or faith-based agencies overseas who are reaching out to refugee communities who are um, looking for ways to survive in refugee camps or are displaced within their own country. And we're doing that in a number of countries, in, in Thailand and Burma, Bangladesh, Ethiopia, in Palestine and Sri Lanka and India. We're also working with a lot of communities who are um, suffering terribly by the increased rate, rate of natural disasters. So, for example, in the Philippines and Indonesia, in Zimbabwe, in Vanuatu and Tonga, we're working to not only to respond to natural disasters like cyclones and um, the drought, but also to help those communities prepare by changing the ways that they, um, that they grow and store their food um, by setting up disaster response committees so that when those disaster hits that they are more resilient. 
we're also working with a number of our, our church partners, um, for example, in Afghanistan and Pakistan, to um, support them to provide basic health care and um, education, particularly to young girls, to start to break the cycle of poverty in communities where conflict is rife and where the government is not able or not willing to be able to support their local community. Well, Janet, a great reminder and timely uh, ahead of the busy Christmas season to be able to talk about the Christmas Bowl appeal, uh, to talk about the organisation that you are leading as CEO, Act for Peace, the international aid agency of the National Council of Churches in Australia. Let me give the website for those who might like to connect this year with the Christmas Bowl appeal actforpeace.org.au and there'll be a link on the website for the Christmas Bowl Appeal. And there's also a resource kit you can get a hold of if you've got to put that before a a bunch of elders or whoever makes decisions in your local church about being involved in this year's appeal. So actforpeace.org.au and then you'll find the link for the Christmas Bowl Appeal. Janet Cousins, the CEO of Act for Peace. Janet, thanks for joining us today on 2020. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.